This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Guna Talk Arsenal News Show. 8am time every single morning. You know the drill by now. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I hope you're having a fantastic week and you've enjoyed it up to this point, which is of course match day. Thank goodness for Arsenal playing twice a week. It makes the build-up that much shorter and of course the games that much more enjoyable what we can't take them for granted because of course there's plenty of teams even like ourselves last season who didn't have the gift of playing twice a week people call it a hindrance I call it a gift anyway good morning everybody in the chat box hope you're doing good hope you're doing well uh good morning to Matt G and Jose and runs with cows good morning to Olu and Anthony and Dan good morning to Kaiser and Stephen and Dave good morning to Perez and Nikolai and PJ and Paul and Marcus hope you're all having a fantastic morning and week so far and everybody else joining us in the chat box and you listener listening back either on spotify or on youtube playback thank you so much uh on itunes to be fair and other audio places i'm aware that my acar sends this podcast all over the place so uh who knows where you're listening to us on and from but uh, i appreciate all and every single one of you so thank you for that make sure that you get involved with our latest competition at football prizes link in the description it remains available for you to win two tickets to Arsenal against FC Zurich and the possibility of also getting, well, if you win, you'll get both prizes, the signed shirt, uh, away shirt from last season with members of the current 22-23 Arsenal squad. Four ninety-five a ticket. It runs out on Monday. Only 78 tickets have been sold, which means that you've got a great chance of winning. Of course, the last prize, our Saliba prize, was won by one of our TGT listeners. Uh, which was fantastic to see. Uh, do make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. I have also noticed, I, I listen back uh, to yesterday's show, and I do understand what some people are saying um, about, because I wanted to check the audio levels, not because I'm incredibly vain, um, <laughs> but I wanted to check the audio levels of when I kind of emphasize my voice, and I know what you're talking about now. I don't really know how to stop it, so I'm going to do my best from this point, because I reckon I've already done it this morning, to try and keep my voice at the same kind of level. It is tough when you're trying to be 
uh, enthusiastic and presenting. Uh, potentially it's something to the microphone, potentially it's something to do with with audio settings that I need to change. But thank you for those that have pointed it out. I will try and keep my voice at the same kind of tone for you guys so the microphone doesn't go a little bit doolally. Anyway, Arsenal will play in black tonight uh, in what is, in my view, the nicest kit ever made. Like There's there's just no, <laughs> there's no debate about this. It's just the nicest kit. And I think it's newsworthy when Arsenal are going to play in it. So I'm going to tell you, Arsenal will play this evening in their brilliant away against but a glimpse uh, i attended arsenal's open training session yesterday at london colney um and it was a really interesting uh kind of uh, experience once again to go there not only because it's a pleasure to be able to do it and an absolute honor to be able to attend these things and and to be part of it uh, i don't take it for granted for a second um but seeing kind of the players walk out seeing the clicks that they kind of walk out in the groups that they walk out in uh, all of that good stuff uh, and kind of getting a little bit of an insight into warm-ups and training regimes and, uh, and other things as well. But one of the key takeaways from being there was that Gabriel Jesus wasn't. Um, Gabriel Jesus was absent. Now, I've since been told that this is purely because of rest. It's nothing to do with anything that happened at the weekend. Arsenal are purely resting Gabriel Jesus to give him the best opportunity of being ready and available for the game against Leeds. Mikel Arteta confirmed this further in his press conference later on this evening. Um, but uh, it was a little bit worrying when he didn't walk out uh, with the rest of the guys for training yesterday morning. Uh, in his place, Kion Edwards, the young youth striker, uh, has been called up in his place. He could make his debut. It would make sense with you know another striker being out, that another striker would be called up, whether or not he'll come off the bench, whether or not he's even been flown out there remains to be seen. We'll have to wait. Arteta was very coy in naming the players that actually had indeed flown out to Norway. Um, Smith uh, looking particularly good in the under-21s game against Tottenham uh, last weekend. My colleague Bailey Keogh uh, was at Spurs' youth ground to watch that game and said that Smith was absolutely brilliant. He is expected to be in the squad, could also make his debut as well. Uh, Bradley Ibrahim trained for the Europa League clash, just like he did before the Liverpool game. He could also make the squad and get involved with things as well, as did Catalan Kurjan, the Romanian midfielder, creative, direct good with the ball at his feet. He also is expected to be with the group once again. He has been in the squad for the last two uh, Europa League games as well. As I say, Mikel Arteta did face the media ahead of the game against Buda Glimt. He was asked a number of questions about kind of the artificial pitch and he didn't really want to be drawn into any kind of speculation on how it is going to affect things. He confirmed the club haven't done any training on any artificial pitches, so there will be kind of a difference when they go out there. We're going to have to wait and see what the effects of the pitch are on the players in a little bit. Hopefully, it's not too bad at all. Uh, he was asked a very funny couple of questions at the end uh, when he was kind of just talking about uh, on whether the players, on whether other players haven't travelled like uh, Jesus. And he was just like, a few players that are injured, you will find out tomorrow. I just love how coy and secretive he can be. It's not great from a journalism point of view, but from a managerial and mind games point of view, he knows how to play things perfectly. He's also asked about the incident at the end of the Liverpool game and whether it's going to be resolved uh, he says, I don't know. It's something that I don't decide. Timings are really difficult to predict. And the FA now is in charge of the situation. And we will have to wait and see. Still waiting for confirmation on anything that might come out of that incident that, of course, happened at the Emirates on Sunday that was then made aware to the managers by Michael Oliver. 
we're still waiting to see what impact this has uh, on any of the players that were involved. Martin Odegaard was also present at the press conference and talked about how he feels that this moment in time is his best form ever. Uh, he also talked about the memories of playing in Norway and it was great to see for him plenty of Arsenal supporters uh, hanging outside the training complexes and areas. Clearly his move to Arsenal has inspired plenty of Norwegian supporters to potentially follow Arsenal which goes to show how important certain transfers can be from a commercial and fandom aspect. It's really, really positive. Um, moving forwards to our next story, Gabriel, and this is actually our headline story of the day. Uh, Christian Falk uh, of Builds has claimed that Chelsea have had a rejected move for Martinelli come through uh, and that instead Martinelli is very much interested in signing a brand new contract with Arsenal, renewing with the club and continuing into the long-term future with the Gunners. Is it surprising to see Chelsea go after one of our best players? No, they're a team that are looking to try and sign big players and Martinelli certainly is one of those, not in height, but certainly in impact in the games that he plays. So uh, very intriguing indeed if this is indeed true that Chelsea have made an approach for Martinelli and that it has been rejected, not by the club, but by the player who intends to continue with Arsenal. And that is all of today's stories, which means we're going to take a quick break and go through some of your questions ahead of tonight's game. Of course, you'll be able to follow all of the action over on football.london tonight. I'll be doing the live blog. If anyone happens to be in Norway at the game, please do send over a DM. I'd love to have a quick chat about some ways that we can get some extra stuff into the blog. So do let me know if you're ever going or you're already there or planning on being in and around the stadium or the pubs or whatever this evening. Please do send me a message. Uh, it would be really helpful to try and make the blog even more engaging and interactive and insightful as well. So that should be good. Anyway, I'll be back with you after this short break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box and answer some of your questions. Jani uh, says, that hairline on holding is fire. Yes, I mean, to see it in the flesh, just metres away from you, it's impressive work. Uh, it's very impressive work indeed. I'm sure he's going to be very, very happy with that. Uh, Trevor says, have you have you also got a black car? I know I wear a lot of black and that I like the colour black on clothing. I used to have a black car. Uh, I used to have a little Vauxhall Corsa Turbo that was a little black uh, kind of pocket rocket, if you like. Um, but no, now I'm older and I'm nearly 28 this year. I've got a dad car, uh, a proper like mini SUV that isn't black, although it is pretty dark grey. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I'm still continuing the theme 
forwards. Uh, let's jump down the chat box a little bit more. Dave says, after your attendance at the, Lon at the London Colony training ground, where is your money going on the team selection? It's a good question, Dave. Um, it's really difficult to understand from just training, of course, what the 11 will be. You can get a pretty good idea about what the the squad will be and obviously who is and who isn't available. If I was going to pick an 11 for this game based on what I think might happen, I think I'd go Turner, Cedric, Holding, Tomiyasu, Tierney, um, Lukonga, Xhaka, Vieira, Marquinhos, Nketiah, and Nelson. I think I will pick that front three. I think Nelson impressed when he came on. But it could be Martinelli. It could be Saka. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Saka could start with Nelson and then Marquinhos on the bench. That's potentially something that we might see because Marquinhos didn't particularly impress Arteta when he played uh, last week against Buda Glimpse. So he might have cost himself that place. We'll have to wait and see. But that's probably what I would go for. It'd be great to see... The likes of Kellen Edwards, Ibrahim uh, come off the bench, Bradley Ibrahim come off the bench, Kurjan get his debut, Matt Smith get an opportunity finally. It'd be great to see opportunities for younger players given out, but Arsenal will have to see the game state suit them to be able to do that because it's not going to be an easy game tonight. Uh, but a glimpse have taken plenty of scalps at this ground and it suits the, the environment. So don't anticipate such an easier game as it was last Thursday. Uh, Big Facts of Lackey says, Kurjan needs to establish himself at under-21s first. He was a horrible play horrible past year due to injuries. Yeah, he missed a lot of the last year because of injuries, but he is very highly rated. That's why he's already been kind of thrust into the senior setup when the first opportunity comes around. He was kind of seen as the next player after Charlie Patino because he plays in a similar kind of midfield position. So that's why he's already in the senior squads for a number of games in the Europa League while Patino is out on loan because it would be Patino otherwise, but he's obviously not here. Uh, Emily Nelson says, hey, Tom, who do you see us playing instead of Gabriel when needed? This is in a back four. Last season, I think we saw Tierney, but then that was as a back three. It's a good question because obviously there isn't an obvious candidate. I think Tomiyasu is the most likely candidate to play there with White, Saliba, Tomiyasu, um, and then Tierney or Zinchenko. I think Tomiyasu plays, le he does play left centre-back for Japan, so it does make sense that his ambipedalness, if that's even a word, <laughs> um, would enable him to be able to play that left centre-back role fairly comfortably. Uh, Matt says, in your opinion, who has the highest ceiling of all of our young players? If you mean the young players that either aren't out on loan or you know aren't already in the senior squad uh, and that are currently just playing for the under-21s, it's a good question. Uh, I don't think it's the likes of Kellen Edwards. I don't think it's the likes of Kido Taylor-Hart anymore. I think that they have struggled a bit to kind of move into things. You know, Amario Koja Dubri is definitely one to keep your eyes on. I think Brook Norton Cuffey, although he's on loan, so it doesn't really count. So I guess the one that stayed, Rule Waters, is is the one that you really want to keep your eyes to. Was part of the, the Arsenal squad for pre-season. So yeah, I'd say Rule Waters is is the one that you need to keep your eye on. He's very, very impressive indeed. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you think that we will play the same system tonight or slightly tweak it? I think the system will stay the same. Lynn, I think they're going to want to keep the formation the same so that when we transition from you know, Europa League to Premier League and we rotate players in and out. The system remains the same. So things are more seamless. We don't have to change drastically the way that we're playing. I think that we've kind of got this set system now, uh, which has slight variations depending on who's on the field. But the structure of it should remain the same for consistency across the board. Uh, Viraj says, as things stand, uh, are we the most attractive project in Europe going into the January transfer window? 
project, obviously subjective. What do you count as a project? You could argue Manchester City is in itself a project to try and win everything. You would say they're very attractive in terms of moving to. You could look at Bayern Munich as a team that's pretty much guaranteeing your titles every season. Are we an attractive project in itself? Of course. And, you know, players and are going to want to move to Arsenal, especially if we make the Champions League next season. That's going to open up a lot more doors for us in the transfer window. But in January, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Arsenal to still flourish in that window. Uh, Aya, thank you so much uh, for the donation. Off topic, my brother supports Liverpool and we've been talking about midfielders they should get. I suggested Genduzi. It would be a good fit for them. Uh, Genduzi is a very talented player. Questionable mentality, although I think that's been changed a little bit and he's matured a bit whilst at Marseille, in fairness. Uh, was never going to work out at Arsenal. It just wasn't under Mikel Arteta. But potentially, I could definitely see Genduzi making it a bigger club in the future because he's you know, very talented. Uh, and if he can get that kind of mentality in the right direction, there's nothing I don't think he couldn't do. Uh, MRM says, thoughts on Martinelli reportedly asking for £200,000 per week to extend his contract. I've personally not heard that. I personally can't verify that that is the case. I would imagine that Martinelli would be, and his agent in particular, is more so the agents than the players themselves. But I imagine the agent is in a good position to ask Martinelli to be put as one of Arsenal's top earners because he's constantly playing, constantly contributing with match-winning moments and performances. Is £200,000 per week like relative to a 21-year-old at that age? I'm not sure. Gabriel Jesus is on 220000 He's 25 I think maybe 160 is probably a little bit more fairer considering his place in the team. But if it's what it takes to sign him up to, you know, uh, to a new contract, Arsenal may have to bite the bullet and do it because we need to make sure we're keeping these fantastic players at the club, and they're still young and they're still hungry. It's not like an Ozil, Aubameyang, or even Mohamed Salah situation. I think it's important to remember his age, and we won't see the drop off just because he gets a big contract. You would think, based upon what age that he is. Um, Walk says, uh, we've seen Tottenham and Liverpool take off their stars at latter stages of games against us. Is this actually smart, given the number of games in a short time? Could it work better in the long run? Should we consider it? Uh, I mean, Spurs kind of took off the big players because they were just they were, they were kind of just protecting them. And also, Conte realised that Arsenal could have run away with that result. And it could have even been a hugely more detrimental scoreline to them. So I think he was just protecting the scoreline and the players. Liverpool really tried to just take the draw so that when Arsenal scored, it was nearly impossible for them to even try and create chances because Salah had come off. Um, I think they took Diogo Jota off, uh, Elliot. You know, they'd really taken off a lot of their attacking players. So, yeah, I, I just don't think that uh, it's anything necessarily to do with us needing to look to that and say we need to try and do that more. What I would say is that I think we could probably in certain game states take Thomas Partey off earlier, potentially take Gabriel Jesus off earlier, potentially take other players off sooner, like five or ten minutes earlier, just to give them that little bit extra risk, uh, rest sorry, and reduce the risk as much as we can. Depends on what the scoreline is, um, but I think we could definitely be a bit better. Um, uh, Fran says, uh, do you notice any particular bromances between players at training? Who are the closest homies? Genuinely intrigued. Uh, yes, you, you really can. Um, in particular, the Portuguese speaking players usually walk out together. You know, your Vieira, your Marquinhos, your uh, um, Gabriel Jesus is when he was there, when I was there last time and he was actually there. Not this time because he wasn't there, but certainly last time. Um, Martinelli. Martinelli and Fabio Vieira are very good friends um, and usually stick together. Matt Smith and, and Rob Holding have both walked out together the last two times that I've been there. 
Uh, Cedric and Xhaka walked out together because obviously two of the more experienced players in the team. Um, Saliba uh, walks out, actually walks out a lot with Tommy Asu, interestingly. Um, That's maybe one to watch as a potential friendship that was surprising. Um, so yeah, there's a number. Uh, Lukonga and Saliba are also quite uh, quite good friends too. So yeah, there's quite a few that you do notice. It's actually something. If you want to read kind of the clicks and stuff, I actually put that in my article about things missed or things spotted at training over on my Football London profile page. So go and have a look and read of that article. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom, do you think that we should sign a DM by January if our form is maintained at the top of the league? It depends on... Um, who's available. It depends on if we're able to get a quality DM. I, again, I don't want Arsenal signing players for the sake of signing players. That's not how we get ourselves to the top level. We need to make sure that we're signing players that are of a level that are going to improve us, that are going to upgrade on certain other positions, either in the first team or that next stage just down. So your El Nenis, um, your Nelsons of this world, if you can upgrade on that kind of level of player, Great. That's kind of where you close the gap. You push the needle of the overall quality of the squad. That's what we need to try and look to do, ultimately. Uh, let's go to Juno. Says, what's the latest on Patino's contract, Tom? Great show as always. Thanks, mate. Um, the rumours regarding having a two-year extension option in his current contract, uh, according to James McNicholas at The Athletic, listening to the Arse cast the other day, are true. Um, so that's really positive. Um, the fact that we could extend it. However, there is a deadline on that extension. So Arsenal would need to activate that two-year option. I think that whilst we and also it's, it's fair to point out that William Saliba also has an option on his contract. So whilst his contract runs out officially in 2024. Arsenal have got an option in place that could extend Saliba's contract through to 2025. The same goes for Martinelli, who also has a two-year option on his contract that could extend it through to, I think, 2025 or six as well. Now, don't suddenly think, oh, wow, look, we're, we're kind of safe. That's not the way to think about contracts. What's important is you've got to remember these players are on a certain wage. And so, yes, you may be able to extend that contract by an option and say you've got a little bit more wiggle room in terms of um, their, their kind of safety and their longevity at a club. However, they're currently on a wage that is not reflective of the positions that they have in the squad or the positions that they are going to have in the case of Patino. And so the, the what the club should still be doing is not waiting until the near the end of those contracts, but renewing them, upgrading their wages, even though it costs us more to keep them happy and at a level that represents where they are in the team. So, yes, it's good news that in a way we've got these options on players like Martinelli, Saliba, Patino, but we need to make sure that we still make sure that we sign them to new contracts, give them that incentive, make sure they are incentivized contracts as well to help push them to their best performances. That's also important. But, yeah, it was interesting to kind of get information around the options on certain contracts. And actually, Saliba's contract is technically longer than we thought, as is Martinelli's, as is Patino. So that's really interesting. Indeed. Uh, Jonathan says, have you watched Ornstein's interview on The Athletic? Uh, the contract situation of our three young stars sounds a bit complicated, especially Salibas. Yeah, we've kind of just gone through that. Um, I think what's also important to uh, understand in that interview of Ornstein is he talks about Edu as well. And Edu uh, could could leave Arsenal one day, who knows? But what, there's no information about him actually leaving Arsenal right now. What there is, though, is there's intrigue from other places, other clubs. He has had opportunities to leave. There is interest in Edu from elsewhere. But so far, the club have, have wanted to keep 
the kind of executive group that we have together. And there doesn't look like there's an indication right now that they will break that up or that will be broken up. But do be aware that Edu is facing interest from other clubs. That does exist. Uh, Alvi says, what is the youth player's demeanour in training? What do you think of the professionalism to get into the first team appearances? Great question. Uh, they do walk out together in the hole. So yesterday it was Bradley Ibrahim, um, Catalin Kurjan and uh, Kion Edwards. They all came out together. They then did their little kickabouts before the warm-up started together, which makes sense. You know, they're most comfortable with one another. They know one another. It's still a little bit intimidating, you know, being in and around the, the senior players. But then once the warm-ups and the first exercise started getting going, they were straight in and getting, you know, put into these different groups. They were split apart. They were put into different senior teams um, and helped with integration. So they're confident. You know, they've, they back themselves. Uh, they they wouldn't be in that senior setup if they weren't having that confidence. They weren't rated by the coaching staff. So it's good. It's definitely positive. There really is a sense of kind of um, opportunity at Arsenal with the younger players. You think of Ethan Nwanyeri getting his debut. You think of uh, Charlie Patino, who recently made his debut last season. Uh, there's there's opportunities for these young guys. Marquinhos, you know, getting his opportunity after playing in the under-21s uh, at the start of the season after impressing there. He's been given an opportunity now. The players know that if you play well enough, that if you do enough, you can get opportunities in the senior squad, especially in this Europa League group stage and potentially in the Carabao Cup as well. So there's a real good atmosphere about the youngsters in the Arsenal first team because there's a feeling of opportunity that's certainly there. Um, let's go to Ronald, who says, fair wage for Martinelli, in your opinion? Probably about 150, 160,000 pounds per week. I think that's reflective of where he is at uh, at the moment. Uh, Marcus says, from the training sessions, did anyone surprise you in a good way and anyone less so? Uh, I mean, what you need to understand about the open training session is the, you're there for 15 minutes. So you turn up, you watch the players walk out, a 15-minute timer then starts. You watch the warm-ups, the first couple of sessions, and then you, you move on. Um, then you leave, and then the rest of the session goes on. So you're only there for 15 minutes. But so it's difficult to kind of, you know, grasp loads in that time, especially when you're doing a lot of journalism info, like you're ringing up people saying Jesus isn't here. We need to get a story out on this, etc. Um, so there's there's a lot to do with that at the start. So it's difficult sometimes to get a wider picture of who was impressive and who wasn't. So I wouldn't be able to give you an answer to that, Marcus, right now. But I'm sure that we'll see who impressed by who's in the team tonight and who's in the who's on the bench tonight and who got called up to the squad in the end. Uh, so yeah, I hope that gives you a little bit of insight. But you only get like the 15 minutes to to watch and be there with the other photographers and other media and stuff like that. Uh, Aaron Knowles says, "Do you think with the high caliber clubs possibly dropping down to the Europa League, it's great preparation for the Champions League next year?" That is something that I didn't mention um, actually, which is really intriguing. Is Barcelona look like they might actually drop down into the Europa League after they drew three three with Inter Milan at home. Brilliant game, but it does mean that with Inter still to play Bayern and Victoria Pilsen, you would expect Inter uh, to win their game against Pilsen fairly comfortably. Um, Barcelona have got to play Bayern. If they lose that game, you would think that Inter would have a very, very strong chance of still getting through. Uh, you think now that Bayern, if they, win their, if they win their next game, which if I have a quick look at Bayern's fixtures, who do Bayern play next? They play Barcelona and they're not yet through. So they'll want to win against Barcelona to get through. 
and then they might rest players for the inter game because they would have already topped the group. So it doesn't really fall into Bayern's favour, right? Uh, doesn't really fall into Barca's favour right now, rather interestingly. It looks like Ajax will drop into the Europa League as well. Atletico Madrid's also facing the prospect of dropping into the Europa League, although Leverkusen are only one point behind and they themselves are only two points behind Porto. Club Bruges or Club Brugge uh, have done fantastically well uh, in their group stage. They won't be dropping down. Uh, as things stand into the Europa League, which is brilliant work. Uh, one of uh, Eintracht's Frankfurt, Sporting Marseille, Spurs could all still go into the Europa League. There are only three points separating all four of those teams. Uh, East AC Milan or Dinamo Zagreb or Salzburg or Chelsea also could still drop into the Europa League. Only three points separates those teams. Really interesting end to the group stage. Shakhtar Donetsk or RB Leipzig will likely be the other team that drops in from Group F. And then you've got Sevilla and Copenhagen that are both on two points in Group G. And then Juventus or Maccabi Haifa appear to be. It'd be hilarious if Juventus drop out of the competition entirely. Uh, Allegri has been confirmed to be staying with uh, Juventus, despite the fact that they are so bad. Um, But yeah, very interesting indeed how poor Juventus have been this season. Still, Antonio Conte might be on the horizon for them, that's for sure. Uh, Amira says, Morning Tom, Vieira looks like more of a versatile player compared to Odegaard. Yep, he is. Uh, if they both start at eight tonight, who would be your most effective on the left? I think Vieira would make the most sense to start over Xhaka if you were going to play Martin Odegaard. It was interesting that Odegaard, of course, did the press conference. However, I am told that that doesn't give any indication about if he is or is not starting. Just because he did the press conference doesn't mean that Odegaard will play. That's what we've been told. Uh, but that doesn't mean he won't play. It's just kind of left up to the ambiguous, but they don't like to give things away too easily. But who knows? Maybe we'll see Odegaard and Vieira both play together tonight. That might be a great opportunity to see what that's like in greater minutes than we saw against Buda Glimt last weekend. Uh, last week, sorry. Um, let's go to Aaron, who says some big teams, typical Arsenal, we qualified. It's basically the Champions League. Now, that's why it's important to finish top of the group in the Europa League, because if you finish top of the group, it means that you don't have to play the Champions League dropouts in a round of 32. You go straight through to the round of 16 on a bye. So it's important that we drop the group. Uh, we drop the group. It's important that we top the group so we avoid the drop to the round of 32. That's going to be very, very important indeed. Um, Jack says, why do Arsenal fans care about what their players get paid? It's so stupid. The fact that this was leaked is not a good sign. Jack, it's not stupid. Trust me. Arsenal have, for a significantly long period of time, overpaid players. They have overpaid players that aren't necessarily integral to the starting eleven. players that have been on really high wages that have not necessarily been effective enough. You think of Cole Jenkinson, with all respect. You think of Seja Kalasinac. Um, players that were on a ridiculously high wage that weren't reflective of where they were in the team. Arsenal need to make sure that they manage their wage structure correctly and fans are absolutely within their rights to have some care and concern about the wage structure of the club because it is an important part of uh, of squad management, of squad uh, building. And so that's why it's, it's certainly not stupid at all for fans to care about the wages of players because it's important in terms of squad building and how it is relative to other teams. Contextually, Arsenal are over £50 million, reportedly, according to Spotrack, behind Manchester City in terms of their wage bill. However, they're only one place down the table in terms of the squad wage bills. Man City is said to have the fourth highest wage bill in the Premier League. Arsenal are said to have the fifth highest, and yet the gap between fourth and fifth is over 50 million. The gap between fourth and second, between City and Liverpool, is about 10 million. 
according to SpotTrack. So, uh, yeah, it's it's intriguing is a wage bill. Certainly not stupid. Certainly not something worth dismissing and definitely a talking point. Uh, Olu says, Martinelli, Saliba and Saka should be on about 120k max, considering the likes of Gabriel, White, Xhaka, Tommy, all under that amount as well. It's worth reminding yourselves, though, that different positions on the pitch do garner different wage brackets, um, positions in the team, positions of importance, homegrown, uh, age, all of these factors affect things. It's impossible to really gauge what the appropriate wage bracket is. Ultimately, the appropriate wage is whatever the player's accepting, uh, willing to accept at the club. It's the same as in the market. The market price of a player is what players or clubs rather are willing to pay for those players. So there you go. Uh, Anthony says, do you think that teams dropping down into the Europa League is a bit of a joke? Yes, I think it does make a bit of a mockery of the competition. Uh, why should you be rewarded for failing in one competition with a position in a more winnable competition? I don't get it. Obviously, I do get it in terms of financially and for a spectator side of things. It keeps other teams in competitions longer that are of a higher standard. It makes the competition harder and more competitive, and that's better for viewing figures um, so I can understand from a commercial side of things what happens, but from a sporting perspective, uh, it doesn't, it, it's not right. Uh, and I absolutely agree with you. Um, Jackson, so you compare Martinelli to Kalasnach, of course, I would not pay Kalasnach that amount of money, but is Martinelli Sakharin, but OT is Martinelli Sakharin Saliba. Uh, yeah, I do compare Martinelli to Kalasnach because we're looking at putting Martinelli onto a wage that is going to be going into six figures like Kalasnach was. We need to make sure that we're putting money on the right amount of players. Now, Martinelli, we know, is the correct player to put on a higher wage. The reason why you compare them is so that you know that you don't make mistakes like that in the past. And then you compare the players with the players that you currently have in your squad. So, yes, absolutely, you do compare Martinelli to Kalasnach in a financial sense, in a way that you know that you don't make those mistakes again in the future. In terms of quality, it's not about comparing Martinelli and going, oh, I can't believe you compared him to Kalasnach. Kalasnach was terrible. Like, that's not what we're doing here, Jack. So let's not play dumb. Uh, Americon says, uh, Olu, in response to that point, uh, that is not how it works. The market says they are worth at least 150. Other teams will give them that in a second. It's a fair point. You know, the likes of Chelsea, City, Liverpool would probably put these players, especially the likes of Saka, etc., on massive wages, potentially even above £200,000 per week. They've done that with a number of massive players. Even Man City have gone over 300000 in the case of some players as well. Man United do that regularly. And Man United have the biggest wage bill of any team in the Premier League. I'm not saying that it's what we should do, but I am saying that we need to be wary of the fact that other big Premier League teams put their players on these wages because obviously players are going to be looking to them and thinking, well, we're doing better than those guys, and yet we're not even being paid as well as those. It's a dynamic that you need to think about. It's a dynamic that is definitely worth considering. Uh, we need to make sure that we are falling in line with other teams so that we can make sure that we don't have that temptation to go elsewhere. But we also need to manage our um, our wage bill correctly so that we structure it in the right way so it doesn't financially cripple us. You know, that's an important thing that we failed to do during the years of Kalasanach, as I mentioned. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll round the show off there. Over 844 of you listening as things speak, which is great. Uh, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe. Again, I checked the numbers. 34% of you aren't subscribed. They know what's going on. Uh, but make sure that you do click that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. We are less now than 500 subs away 
from hitting that magic big number 40,000, which would be crazy to do before Christmas. I'll be back tomorrow morning to break down the game against Buddha Glimpse this evening. We'll be able to, of course, watch the match reaction straight after the game over on the Arsenal way. So do go and listen to us over there. Link in the link tree, as always, is in the description. Uh, and of course, I'll be running the live blog at Football London tonight for the game. If you are going to the game, if you're in and around the game, uh, make sure you message me on Twitter or on Instagram. I've got a couple of questions that I'd love to ask you. Um, so yeah, fantastic stuff. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you again very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.